Welcome along to episode 725 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Dr. Ranj and Dr. Linda Papadopoulos letting us know about Mental Health Awareness Week and how we can tackle some of the stresses through exercise. We'll be hearing from Cameron Sharp, local lad, who's part of the cast of the Rock of Ages tour, which arrives at the Grand in the not-too-distant future. We'll be finding out about the show that's on the ground this week too as we chat with Drew Hilton all about Unexpected Twist, a tale put together by Michael Rosen. We will also be finding out what's going on in the world of Jay Blades as I caught up with him at the Malvern Three Counties Showground for their Spring Festival with the RHS. And we're finding out about their next event, which is going to be massive. It's a Royal Three Counties show, having a chat with the team all about that one. That's all on the way on the show this week. Welcome to the Milk Bar. 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 Uh, welcome to the milk bar. Uh. A new Every Mind campaign is encouraging us to get physical to help with mental health. To that's more, I'm joined now by Dr. Dinda Papadopoulos and Dr. Ranj Singh. Good afternoon to you both. Hi. Good afternoon. So, uh, first of all, uh, from a, a psychological point of view, uh, Linda, as you're a psychologist, give us a, a, a bit of the background to the to the whole story here, please. Well, basically, with this Mental Health and Awareness Week, which is upon us now, Every Mind Matters is launching this new campaign to encourage people to kind of make the first move for their mental health. And what they're really wanting to focus on is the way that physical activity can actually really help, especially with subclinical anxiety. So what it can do is increase feel-good hormones and reduce some of those symptoms of stress. So it's really very much about, I think, alerting people to, to kind of think about how movement and physical activity can help not just physical health, but mental health as well. Uh, and uh, Ranch, I mean, obviously, uh, we, we're used to seeing you running around doing all sorts of things on TV, on stage and in Panto. And Panto must be great for your mental health because you're getting a physical workout and you're having a good laugh, too. Yeah, absolutely. So when when we talk about physical health, uh, physical activity, people think, oh, my gosh, I've got to go and run a marathon or I've got to join the gym or I've got to do something really extravagant. And actually to reap those mental health benefits, you don't have to do that. What you What's much more important is moving in general. So doing something which is better than doing nothing and doing something regularly and then building it up. So my um, key to all of this is find something that you enjoy, whether that's dancing, like which is my go to physical activity or whether it's panto or whether it's going for a walk or whether it's, um, you know, if, if you if you want to go for a jog, absolutely go for it. But whatever you do, make it a regular part of your daily routine. Not only do you then reap the physical health benefits, but you then start to get those mental health benefits as well, particularly when it comes to things like anxiety, which is what this Every Mind Matters campaign is all about. 75% of adults uh, are saying they have signs of anxiety. And although this is going to help, it's not an immediate fix, but it is something that will build up over a matter of weeks. Yeah, so um, it's different things will work for different people. So we all experience anxious feelings and anxiety in different ways. And the things we can do to combat them um, will be differently effective, I suppose. Um, but it's about finding the thing that works for you. And you don't necessarily need to just go from zero to 100. Sometimes it is just a case of build yourself up, make it something regular, and then hopefully eventually you'll get there and, and you'll start to see those benefits. And Linda, the, we, people are struggling to get to the NHS recommended amount of exercise too, aren't they? 
They really are. Um, we know that there's at least 12.4 million people that are actually getting less than 30 minutes a week. So, you know, th that's kind of one of those stats that really gets you. But on the positive side, we know that it's exactly those people that are getting very, very little activity that will have the most positive effect on. And actually, so much of behavioral change is kind of from a psychological point of view, it's very much about getting that kind of rhythm to it, right? So we really are creatures of habit. And once you find your thing, right? And, and you know, I, I think a lot of people listening are going to think, I hate gyms, I don't want to go. It's not about that. I mean, physical activity is actually different to that kind of, you know, stringent exercise. Find your thing, whether it is walking, whether it's doing couch aerobics, whether it's swimming, whether it's, you know, doing something with friends and, act, you know, an activity you enjoy. And through that, it becomes easier, becomes part of your everyday. Mm -hmm. And and Ranjan, I suppose we often people are using things like watching TV as a distraction. Find a distraction which is better for you. Yeah, I mean, I would say that when it comes to dealing with anxious feelings, like finding something that works for you is great, and that could be anything from, you know, setting up daily worry time where you spend some time to work through what you're going through and process some of those feelings so they don't intrude on the rest of your day. Doing relaxation techniques like mindfulness meditation, stuff like that. Um, whatever works for you is great. But if you can build in some extra physical activity, which doesn't, like I said before, doesn't necessarily mean doing uh, going from zero to 100, doing something really, really extravagant. If you can build something in and make it regular, as Linda was saying, it just gets easier and easier with time and you get more benefit from it that way. Yeah, and it's the good hormones that get released uh, are the things which will really start to make a difference. And uh, again, Linda, I mean, how does that work on our bodies? It, it's really cool, actually. I mean, people obviously know about endorphins, right? So you move, you get these wonderful feel-good hormones, but it's actually the concomitant effects of movement from that. So for example, yes, you get the endorphins, but we know that the, the kind of the social aspect of physical activity, right? So whether it's a class or bumping into a neighbor while you're going for a walk, that can improve mental health and anxiety. We also know that if you're moving better, you're going to sleep better. And we know that has a huge impact on stress, feelings, and anxiety and mental health. We also know if you get that movement day to day, it makes you kind of more clear of mind. So when you sit down to work, you get more done, you get more done, you feel a greater sense of control over your life. So that impacts it. So there really is some wonderful science around this. And I'm so glad we're speaking about it because we've spoken about it for our physical health for years. But I really think it's one of those things that we haven't made that jump, that link. Yeah. And once we are starting to you know, combine the two together and uh, it, it's the same as you, you eat well, you feel well, you you exercise, you, you feel physically better, feel physically better. It does have a huge positive mental impact on us. Uh, Raj, where can we go for more information about the whole campaign? So as we know, it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, if you want free ways to look after your mental well-being, just head over to the Every Mind Matters website, pop that into your search engine, and it will take you there. But if you feel like you're ready to make the first move and you want to get a bit more physical activity incorporated into your day, there's some great free NHS-approved apps such as Couch to 5K and Active 10, and I'd recommend people check those out as well. Not everybody can do Strictly. <laughs> no. Everybody can, but everybody can try. It, 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 it just stands around your own home. That'll do the job, just like you would do these days. Well, for now, Dr. Linda Papadopoulos and Dr. Ranj Singh, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Lovely to see you. Thanks so much.
with an unexpected twist at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 16th through the 20th of May. There's going to be a cast on stage doing something like you have never seen before. This is going to be special, different and, importantly, brand new. Drew Hilton is here to tell us all about her part in the show. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. And you're not only, it's not only a fresh show, but you're fresh to the industry as well. So tell us a bit about your character. Um, so my character Shona is a young teen girl who sadly has lost her mum and she's with her dad. They're struggling financially and their relationship is struggling a little bit because they move around quite a lot and she blames her dad for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does love him. I promise she does love him. Uh, <laughs> um, but during the show, there's a few rifts in their relationship and she's trying to navigate her way through this new school this new area um whilst also just being like tied into Oliver Twist like her life is kind of like a storybook um Mm -hmm. there's loads of people telling her that she's like him and she sees things during the play she sees all the characters come out um from behind her kind of like her own little thoughts um and as the book progresses her story matches up with Oliver a lot more uh, and then we slowly kind of start to get the message that she is basically leading the same life as Oliver Twist. Now, and now, she that. Now, if you had you read Oliver Twist before coming to this? No, I, I hadn't. I'd only watched the movie. Uh-huh. When I was like nine, probably. <laughs> I hadn't, no, I hadn't. I hadn't seen really or read it before this. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's adapted from Michael Rosen's novel, and and, and it's it's Oliver Twisted uh, that we're, we're where we're starting from. And uh, I mean, how do you think that translates the stage through what you're doing here? Because it, it's, it's taking a book to the stage. It, it's almost like taking it, you know, a, a book to a film, film to a book. It's, it's, it's yeah. there's always a bit of difference, isn't there? And obviously, when you've got live action characters, it, it really it brings that book to life. Yeah, I'd say that it is definitely different. And I know that like Roy and Michael Rosen didn't want the book to be, I mean, didn't want their book and their version to be the exact same because there are, you know, other problems that have arose um, in our generation that needed to be talked about as well as, you know, county lines and child trafficking and exploitation and things like that there are there are so many more problems now that people are allowed to speak about that I guess they have you know added into the play like poverty and um like underfunded schools and you know the pressure of social media and having to have a phone and be cool and things like that and like societal pressure on teenagers I think they definitely hit the nail on the head with that so it's it's not the same because of course Oliver Twist didn't have a phone but it it explores, I guess, the same themes, just in a more friendly and more real way, I guess. Yeah. And, and the people will take a message away from this, won't they? Yeah, a hundred percent. There, there are so many little tiny stories in this play that people will catch on to. Some people might not catch on to them, but it, you're still going to enjoy it. There's, there's, um, like I said again, like child exploitation trafficking um there's like gang violence uh i guess that goes under the line of you know like drug use and all sorts of things there's so many different pathways in this play that like more adults could understand children will still get 
some sort of message um that we want to put out for them and yeah it's it's very clever the way they've done it yeah and it's about engaging with young people and and is is that how it drew you in were you engaged by just reading and hearing the yeah, the script when i like we did a sort of a workshop week so i didn't know i had the part yet or i didn't have the part yet i just auditioned for the workshop and i was playing the role of shona and we went through the script and all the songs and stuff and it was when we kind of brought everything to life on the last day. It, it wasn't the full play, but it was like the first half of the play. We sang through all the songs. There was like real story and it was so collaborative that like I'd watched everyone um, go from absolutely know nothing, nothing about it to writing raps and writing lyrics and, you know, workshopping different ideas. And there were so many things in that process that have completely been, you know, kicked to the floor and no one will ever see them. Um, but it, it just, it did make the process that much better because there's so many ideas that are in it and so many that haven't been, but they've all benefited it. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to that, that music in there, I mean, is beatboxing something that you've done before or is it a skill that you've picked up for this? Everyone says I'm allowed to call myself a beatboxer now, but I'm still not. I'm still. Not I would say professional good. beatboxer now, not just any old beatboxer, <laughs> one who who got the gig. Yeah, well, I I see. I sing mainly in this show, but um, there are like a few talented beatboxers. Well, I mean, everyone is quite talented now that we've been doing it for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not the main beatboxer, but I do like to when my mic's on, you know, add a few little. Not meant to, but you know. Yeah. Still... We, we won't tell anybody. It's okay. We'll just, yeah. we'll just watch for what you're doing during the show and see how it works out. But uh, what was it like though, learning to, to use your voice differently though? Because even though you say you are singing quite a bit, you had to pick up you know, by the sense of things a new skill set to be able to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we we all kind of did an integrated beatboxing like throughout this whole process, like every single person. So we've all gained quite a few skills but it also just helped us understand what the other beatboxers are doing like mm -hmm. so like whilst I am singing I'm like okay I need to do this good because I know there is someone working so hard in that wing to keep the tempo and keep the time and and all sorts it's, it's definitely given me a much better understanding of what actually goes on just to make the backing track that I'm singing to yeah. um so yeah it's it's definitely you know like helped me understand when like timing does go wrong that like someone is working hard and they're probably just really out of breath backstage so <laughs> um, some slack sort of thing yeah but I mean it's part of a show and it's part of a live show as well isn't it and the fact it's a different performance every time that, that that's part of it and you know that when you, you know, got into performing what was it that, that drove you there and how did you get into into the world of performing arts so I just I've always kind of I've always liked singing I wasn't actually the singer in my family my older sister was but we have found out you know in recent years that she actually couldn't sing she just she really liked it but I became, <laughs> I became a singer um in year seven I did like a school show and the dance teacher I also did gymnastics so I did dance with them dance teacher was like oh she's really good and my mum came to watch and there was people crying and all sorts but all I like I just sang all I want for Christmas it was really bad and I do have a video but it was it was awful but everyone was like oh she's really got something so I went off and I did a half term at a drama school just to see if I would like it and I ended up auditioning for Annie with that and then that's when I got my first part I went through 11 auditions and I played the part of Pepper and then I joined an agency, so I joined Stagebox and I started training with them and I've done 
a few sort of little West End things. They do like professional video shoots and things. So I've definitely picked up a lot of skills from my agency. Um, and then, yeah, ba- basically I just did Annie again. And then I got cast of something before COVID, but it got cancelled, sadly, because of COVID. And then I'm here. Yeah. Oh, well, you're here and you're having a great time. It must be brilliant yeah. taking a lead role in this. Um, it's It's been... I've never done a lead role before ever. So it was definitely quite a daunting experience. It was really scary, but I'm glad that it's a new play because I didn't really have to live up to anything. I feel like it would have been much worse if I had had to, you know, live up to watching videos of someone else play this part, but it was completely new. And I definitely did have a lot of like free reign over what happens with my role and you know how she is and I kind of put my own personality into it so it, it made it a lot a lot easier a lot less stressful but well, <laughs> what you're doing is you're creating number one something for somebody else to live up to in years to come when they take on this role but equally <laughs> it's great though the way every performer brings something different and they explore yeah. a different part of the character so you should never ever be worried about that bring you know Drew to the role and uh, yeah. and, and everything that is a part of you when you're out performing and I'm sure you're going to absolutely shine on stage as the rest of the group will too so it's going to be a journey that the audience will take with you as we see Michael Rosen's unexpected twist and Oliver Twisted Tale Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 16th through the 20th of May 01902 is the box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets and you can see Drew Hilton and her peers as they bring this story to life Drew thank you for joining us have a brilliant time break a leg and we look forward to the show thank you so much Jay Blades has been down here at the Malvern Three Counties Showground and having a great time talking to people. You've been, you've been, no one has stopped you talking yet, have they? And you will no. talk for England. No, I will talk for England, but you've got a really good voice. <laughs> Thank you. I've heard your voice on the radio before. You probably have in Wolverhampton because you've been working in our city over a number of years. Haven't it you? is your voice I hear. <laughs> well, you know when you hear, no, when you hear someone, yeah, like, like. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right. No, it's a good thing. So what was the question? Well, you enjoyed yourself down here at the show having a natter? Yeah, yeah. I've been having a natter with people and seeing, I'm going to go and walk around the flowers and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like bugs that much, but mm-hmm. um, I've been told that in one of them tents there, there's hardly any bugs in there. So right. that's cool. I'm going to get to walk yeah, around. You're probably okay with that. Don't go and see the bees if you've got a problem. No, no bees. No, I know where the bees are. They've yeah. told me I'm not going there. So don't, no. don't go near the bees. But <laughs> when you come to an event like this, though, I mean, you're not only talking about the, some of the social enterprise work you've done, but you get to talk a lot about you as well. And I mean, we yeah. see a lot of you on TV, but there's there's more than just the, 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 the stuff that we see on things like the repair shop. No, 100%. I've had, um, I only came to the repair shop when I was 47. Mm-hmm. So for 47 years, I've been living a bit of a life. Yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, Basically, all of that time that I've been living, people get to find out, okay, what makes you you? I've seen you on the repair shop. I see you are like the host, a bit like Nick, Nick Knowles on DIY SOS. Mm-hmm. You do nothing. So what is it you do? And it's like, well, I kind of put people at ease and I speak to them and so on and so forth. And then um, I do all this other stuff outside. That's what I do. Um, but with the, the work that you do uh, on, on furniture and the like, though, I mean, yeah. there, there's going to be people who have a, something, some magic that Jay Blades has touched at some point. And oh, bless you. The, 100 years time, there's going to be antique shops. Well, you, you tell them the truth, you never know. That's quite <laughs> right. I, did, I didn't even think of it in that way. Yeah, because my style is very distinctive. Mm-hmm. And then you, you would know you've got a Jay Blades piece of furniture because mm-hmm. it's like that stuff. And also all the stuff that we do, Oh, you've given me an idea. We are photographing every piece that we've done. We photograph it, so there is a catalogue of 
and a bit like some of these old furniture designers yeah they've got a catalogue of oh that's the real deal mm -hmm. um, a bit like a painter you yeah. know that's only one of those in the world or whatever mm -hmm. so um yeah, yeah, 100 years from now, never but, know. But upcycling as well is, is one of the things that gets talked about a lot here as well, because uh, we're, yeah. with, with Morven they're, they're looking at that, that cycle of life and making sure things get reused. Yeah. And you're doing that in the world of furniture, and second-hand furniture, as was, was a thing. But when you, you put that extra edge to it as well, yeah. you're making new from old, and that, that must be great to, to re, rebirth something, as it were. Yeah, 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 you're redesigning it. So what we're doing with our furniture is basically, instead of it going to a landfill site, you've got to make... The undesirable desirable. Mm -hmm. So imagine something's classified as rubbish, you turn it around and you give it that J-blade twist and then boom, it's desirable. So um, yeah, I love it. And there's loads of other people doing it and they put their little twist on it. But my twist is, um, yeah, completely different, I must say. It's a bit different. Yeah. So, so what are you doing for outside of the TV work as well? If people well, want to see what you, what's going on in your world? Um, I think people. the best bet is probably go to my website. Um, but the easiest way to explain it is I am the... Oh, blimey. Here we go. You're ready for this, yeah? <laughs> okay, just give it a go. Right. I am Chancellor of Bucks New Uni. I am an ambassador for the Princess Foundation, an ambassador for Quest, which is the Queen Elizabeth Scholarship Trust, and then I'm also the co-chair for um, Heritage Crafts. And I think that's enough. Oh yeah, I'm kind of like a loose ambassador for a thing called the Saturday Schools, which is all about teaching young people different disciplines, different crafts, different kind of careers that they might want to get into. Mm -hmm. um, and we do that on a Saturday, which is free of charge to them. And it's normally in their local area as well. And so yeah. you're living just in Shropshire at the minute, I think, aren't you? I'm living in Claverley. Oh, you've, oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, living in Claverley and my workshop is in um, Ironbridge. And, yeah. and and does that mean that is the workshop open to people to come and see as well? Or? It is, but I'm I'm never I'm never there. <laughs> You're always I'm, working I'm, somewhere always, else. Always working somewhere else. I should be at the workshop now, but I'm not there now. Um, I, yeah, I I think this year I only got to my workshop. I think about three times, and that was to do a photo shoot. <laughs> that was it. I was in and out. Just mean these hands are now soft, and they're they, not. They are unbelievably soft. But what these hands do uh, is actually my my main thing that I do now is kind of like influence people. Mm -hmm. So trying to make sure that I'm using what I am and what I've become a quote unquote celebrity to actually do some good. So planting the seeds for other generations. That's what I'm doing now. Um, so using it for some good. And uh, the, then the website. Then, well, how do we find you online? Obviously. You can search if you're on the socials easy so it's socials I'm on the socials the website um, my business is called J&Co so you can search that and then I'm also running an organisation called I'm doing an event called Craft Works, uh, which is all about making craft accessible mm -hmm. so there's people like me who are dyslexic or not necessarily academic I'm showing them a path that they can get into this kind of world and how they can do it so all of the organisations that I represent and there's loads more it's basically bring them all together and just say well this is what we're doing this is what you can do and this is how you can become that and, and Build that confidence to know it's what 100%. you can do, not what you can't do that counts. Exactly, 100%. Totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, Jay, lovely to meet you. Thank you for Likewise. having me over, Nata. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in and around our area in the not too distant future. Yeah, and now I can actually put a face to the voice <laughs> that I hear on the radio. I'm like, wow, that's quite cool, man. <laughs> that's not, it freaks me out. It freaked me out. I'm like, I know that voice. Where do I know you from? And it's because I listen to you on the. Sorry for swearing on the bloody radio. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird. It's, it's proper weird, man. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's weird having you know, seeing you on TV than get to meet you in real life because yeah, you're yeah. taller than you are on that telly. Uh, no, 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 because you only got the 32 inch. Yeah. You need to get a big one. 65 or 60 or 78 or something like that. Smash nice Thanks one. again, mate. Thank Cheers. You.
From the 23rd through to the 27th of May, Rock of Ages is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre. Amazing music, a brilliant show, brilliant stars. Cameron Sharp's one of them. Hello, sir. Hello there. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. Right, okay. Give us the lowdown on what's happening with this particular production because uh, there's something special going on, isn't there? There is. So we're in our farewell tour. Um, And I know that's that's a phrase that, is being used intentionally, um, slightly comedically, just because a lot of bands have done many farewell tours. <laughs> um, but this really is the last time that it's uh, that it's going out. At least as far as we know, this is this is the end of end of the run for the show. Yeah, it's a pending a revival, maybe in a decade or so. You I'm know, sure who... the writers will want something to happen eventually. Yeah. But um, for now, this is this is it. And, and and every time it comes past any venue, people are queuing up in their you know, hordes to come and see it because it is just such feel-good music. And uh, we relive in bits of the 80s that you never thought you'd ever relive. In fact, for the you, it's the first time around, to be fair. Yeah. No, but the songs are so good. And I think it's it's a great mix of some of some of the huge hits that everyone knows that, that you that you can't even escape knowing no matter what age you are. And then there's also some real kind of um little Easter eggs thrown in there for the for the big eighties rock fans. There's some um some songs in there that maybe you if you're really into that world of music, you'll go, Oh wow, I haven't heard this for years or I love this one. And then you've still also got the absolute big classics in there. It's it's great fun. Yeah, I think the the eighties has an awful lot to offer, and when you when you listen to eighties output and what do is remember these days, it's like if you were to go back to the sixties, and a proper sixties DJ will know exactly which sixties tracks you're missing. And again, yeah. this is put together by a group of people who have a love for eighties music yeah. and have really done it all justice, even down to the eyeliner. Yeah, oh, of course, the eyeliner's there, um, and and there's there's what they've done really well in the writing of the show as well. I think is they there's a lot of songs where they kind of mix them together, they create little medleys, but it's not done in a frustrating way where where you only get a little bit of the song and then it moves on. They're done. They give every song its real sort of um, the respect that it deserves, mm-hmm. and then you'll suddenly go, wait, this is we've we've moved into a different song, but they do it in such a clever way that you barely even notice. Um, it's it's very. It's great fun to perform and it's, it's great fun to watch. Okay, give us the lineup of, of, of some of the characters we'll see on stage, starting with your own. Yeah, so I play uh, rock star Stacey Jacks. Um, he is, if anyone's seen the movie, it's the Tom Cruise character. Uh, the, the story is actually a bit different in the musical. Uh, the musical came first and they changed the plot quite a bit for the film. So um, in the musical, Stacey is this worldwide rock star and very arrogant, loves himself, treats everyone else quite horribly so you feed uh, into this role quite well then oh of course it comes very naturally <laughs> uh, and it's, it's great fun to play because it's so different that just he, he objectifies everyone he treats everyone as as a way of you know of how he can get personal gain out of them um and it, it, it's just really not a likable person at all <laughs> so that's the character that i play but i could he comes into the show quite late on and he kind of inserts himself into a love story that um, is blossoming between our romantic leads, who are Drew, Drew Bowley and um, Sherry. And they are sort of forming a, a relationship just when Stacey arrives in time to, to mess it all up. Um, <laughs> and then we also have, it, it sounds really complicated as a plot when you describe it, but it's really not. We have a, a bar that is um, called The Bourbon Room, which is owned by... Uh, Dennis Dupree and we have uh, Lonnie who is our narrator character who also works at the bar and then as a second subplot we have these uh, two German characters Hertz and Franz who come in and they want to buy up the whole 
rock and roll strip the area in LA and they want to build a big um they want to basically gentrify it but in in a in a way that involves building big footlocker athletic stores and you know not you know just turning it all into a mall basically mm-hmm. and uh, there's one character Regina who is who is trying to stop that um, so what will happen next how will it work out how will the songs fit in with this and will we not stop believing these are all important questions exactly exactly and that's the thing is it, it's basically one thing I need to add into that is it's a real comedy. It is self-aware. All of these characters are really big and silly. Um, they're the sections of the show that are set in a strip club. It's very kind of in your face and unapologetic. Uh, it's kind of raucous, a bit raunchy. Uh, and it's just, it's just great fun. It's very, very funny. And I feel, I feel like I always have to push that because I forget to say it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is an amazing show. A really good laugh. And you, you mentioned the bar owner there. And with uh, the, the, being a million miles away from Curly Watts, there's a certain gentleman playing this role yeah. there that uh, absolutely, uh, you know, it, you, you, you don't know what to expect when you, when, you, when you see him up there if you haven't already seen the show. And it is awesome. Oh, he's great. Kev Kennedy plays, um, plays Dennis. And he is he's great. He's great fun to be around anyway, off stage. And he's on stage. He's fantastic at it. And I just think, you know, people wouldn't expect necessarily to see him if they know him from Curly Watts, to see him on stage singing and playing, playing his guitar. And, you know, he's, he's great. And also doing a lot of things that I'm sure weren't, weren't allowed on daytime TV. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is just a really good fun show though. Certainly one for, what's your age limitation on this? I think we're saying 12 plus, aren't we? I think it's, yeah, it's 12 plus on the website. Uh, yeah, 12 plus. But it, it, is, it is good fun. It is. And it is definitely quite adult themed. I will, def- I will stress that. It's, um, it's not, it's not offensive in any way if, if, if a child were to come, but it is, it, it touches on a lot of adult um, content. And, and, and through innuendo, some good fun in your face yeah. jokes and, and, and the entertainment that it really is there to put a smile on your face and share oh. the music. That's what it does. It really, really does. Um, and and uh, there's a line right at the start of the show that I always think sums it up really well, where our narrator character, Lonnie, played by Tim uh, Oxbrow, he says, uh, the time, you guessed it, mid to late 80s, roughly. And I think that's kind of, that's the vibe of the show is that it's kind of, even, even in itself, it's saying, this is kind of set somewhere in the 80s-ish. Like, <laughs> it's not, it, don't worry, don't worry about it. It's not that accurate. Yeah, and that's we've, kind of we've got the songs we wanted to play. We're playing yeah. them with energy, and yeah. whatever happens, happens. And uh, it, it is just the, the entertainment value of all of that in one go. But yeah. another another important part of the show: who is wearing the most makeup during this? Oh, I don't know. Um, Lonnie has some pretty some pretty heavy eyeliner. Um, I've I've got some I've got some eyeliner on the go. Um, I don't know who wins. I mean. Yeah, it's all of us. All of us are made up. There's a there's a lot of eyeliner going on. There's a lot of wigs. There's a and then for the girls, there's a lot of uh, big eighties sort of colourful eye makeup. It's it looks great. And if if you weren't there at the time, uh, you you know you may be shocked by some of this, but it it, it wasn't every day walking down the street it happened, but it happened, and it was good fun. And I think <laughs> it's that side of the eighties that you're you're bringing to life, and yeah, uh, yeah it is going to be just one hell of a show so musically which of your songs do you love singing the most oh i mean 
I think so Dead or Alive is my sort of first big song in the show and it's such a great song obviously to sing Bon Jovi is awesome um uh, I love that one but I also get to do um I want to know what love is with uh with Sherry played by mm. uh, Gabby Williams and that's I love that song it's such a gorgeous song so I think that's probably my favorite to sing so that's going to be one of your highlights and one of the audience highlights, I am absolutely sure, in the show. 01902 is the box office number. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets. Get yourself along. Get online. Pick up your tickets and see uh, a, a masterpiece on its farewell tour. <laughs> I know. The last chance to catch it. And also, I just wanted to add, it's nice for me, this, because I did... Um amateur dramatic shows at the Wolverhampton Grand when I was growing up because I grew up not far from there in, uh, near Litchfield so this is kind of a bit of a homecoming for me as well because I'm uh, I haven't actually performed at the Wolverhampton Grand since uh, since I've been professional which has been 10 years but I've just missed it on every tour <laughs> so uh, this this will be nice nice chance to do it as a professional so you but oh, I mean this does mean though that we've got a battle against your family to get tickets so get in there quick yeah it's sold out entirely from sharps <laughs> get along to the box office get your tickets you can see Cameron's relatives as well as him on stage because <laughs> there was someone there every night that we represented and uh, it's going to be amazing it is the 23rd to the 27th of May again 01902 that box office number grandtheatre.co.uk it is rock of ages Cameron break a leg have a great time keep the eyeliner looking sharp thank you very much I'll try my best thanks for having me on <laughs> From the 16th through to the 18th of June, the Three County Showground plays host to the Royal Three County Show. Show lead is Alice Arnold, who is with me now. Hello. Hello. And you're all excited, looking forward to this, aren't you? Very excited. So what have you got lined up this year? Because it, it's, it's, there's always a lead county, isn't there? There is a lead county this year. It's Gloucestershire, mm-hmm. um, which we're really, really looking forward to welcoming everyone from Gloucestershire here, as well as the three counties and beyond. Uh, it's a great family day out um, with the largest equine and livestock show in the country with over 6,000 animals on show over the weekend. And this is all an important part of us understanding the whole food chain and making sure that if we are going to eat meat, we understand where that comes from and the reality behind it and also the importance of animal husbandry. Absolutely. It's all about choices and it's making educated choices. So it's making sure if people know what they're eating, where food comes from and why it's important to know. And it's also important that we do enjoy our vegetarian and vegan food in the same way and that is certainly not going to be left out, not only on the food stands that are available to buy whilst you're here, but also the education in the background too. Absolutely. Gosh, there's some amazing food retailers here, both to eat on site and to take home. Lots of artisan producers. We've got an English wine showcase this year. We're reintroducing the cheese and dairy show, which has been missing for a few years. Mm -hmm. So that'll be great. Uh, We've got a a food and drink festival with live music um, and artisan producers and also a food cookery stage with lots of demos going on and lots of tasters to be had. And all this alongside so much to see too. And uh, you've mentioned the fact we've got uh, so many animals down here. Somebody who's interested in that is, of course, Adam Henson. Yes, Adam's our show ambassador, so he's going to be here for all three days of the show. Um, He does a fantastic job from talking to groups of school children who come free on the Friday of the show. Um, The children actually come three across the whole three days, um, through to taking part in our future of farming talks in our farming theatre, talking about regeneration farming and about careers in the countryside and how they've evolved and will continue to evolve into the future. 
And all this with the backdrop of the Malvern Hills on one side and all the uh, the open space on the other. And it's it's so easy to park, so easy to get to, literally just down to the road from Wolverhampton, about an hour on the road. And this is the biggest show of its type that we can get to from where we are. Absolutely. It's quite an iconic showground, really. There's nowhere else that has this beautiful blue sky, amazing hills um, that we sit at the, at the foot of. And there are more than just your usual fire animals as well, because you've got the likes of the alpacas down this year. Absolutely, yes. You can look at our, learn about alpacas, learn what they do, uh, what you can use their fleece for. Um, and in fact, we're showcasing um, the journey of fleece. Uh, we've got an international shearing competition mm-hmm. um, where we've got people who've come from all around the world to compete here before they go to the Golden Shears, which is up at the Royal Highland Show the following weekend. Uh, and you can follow the journey of wool through from searing the sh- seeing the sheep shorn right the way through the process of making products um, out of British wool. And again, this is uh, it's part of that whole uh, food chain and, and the whole chain of, of everything we do in life because it all comes from agriculture, however you look at it, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I heard some stats recently where the average person is seven generations away from the farm mm-hmm. and so all that knowledge has been lost over many generations and this is one of the steps we can do to try and educate people on on countryside and, and the British countryside and some of the amazing products that we have here. Yeah, and there's often new innovations everything from a couple of years ago from the crisp packet which you can actually biodegrade uh, through to uh, all sorts of different things which are very often seen for the first time here at Morven. Absolutely I mean there are some amazing farmers doing some amazing things about regeneration and about net zero and about yeah. Real sustainable practices. It's really great to be able to champion them and give them a platform to be able to uh, showcase what they can do. And so all this is the Royal Three County Show, the Three County Showground. We need tickets now. How do we get hold of those? Oh, fantastic. ThreeCounties.co.uk. Um, tickets are £23 for adults, free for under 16s, and they're £28 on the gate. So make sure you get yourself signed up nice and early. Give us the dates again. 16th to the 18th of June. Simple as that. So come along, enjoy a wonderful time down here at the Three County Showground. Alice Arnold, thank you for having a natter. Thank you very much much. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 726 next week. I'll see you then. ta for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.